0: Our Father in heaven, we thank you so much for letting us be here together in this quiet place. Uh, Lord, we're away from home, we're away from work, we're away from our neighbors, and uh, this is a little bit unreal in the sense that it's not the real world that you've placed us in, and yet we we want to think about that that real world that we come from, uh, the real situations that you have put us into, and ask, Lord, that you would help us to see how we... Can be your hands and your feet and your voice and your heart as we approach the other people that you put into our lives, especially the brotherhood. We thank you, Father, for this time. Help us to uh, center our thoughts on this this topic that we might do the work that you have put us here for. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. A couple weeks ago, Brother Rod uh, gave me a call, and I don't know if he's here or not. But um, my in, it was on the answering machine, and my intent when I called him back was to say, you know, I really can't do this. Uh, and, and my daughter said, well, dad, if you don't do it, who will? Daughters have a way of, you know, getting you right, right where it hurts sometimes, <laughs> but it's true. Um, and it was an encouragement to uh, me, and so that word, in fact, that word encouragement uh, is the key thing that I, I think has uh, uh, stuck with me the whole time. Now, it is not often that I get to put a picture of my dad, myself, my son, my grandson up, and it has only a little bit to do with this whole thing, but I'm sorry, it's the only graphic I have, uh, so you'll have to sit through it. And I, I will show you something about it later. Uh, Aaron, next page, please. We we we're going to <clears throat> talk about a number of things in this whole concept of developing the body of christ well we've got to define a couple terms and I'm, I'm going to ask you some questions and these are the questions we're going to come back to this page quite a bit and again if you can't read that page you're sitting back too far so there are a whole lot of seats up here um, but this is where oh hi <laughs> sorry i talked about you and didn't know you were here <laughs> my daughters is... okay let's go on <laughs> <laughs> That's right, you're not a teenager, you haven't been for years. Mm, Okay, well, um, questions to answer. What do we mean by build up? In this context, who is the body of Christ? And then a whole bunch more questions, we'll get to them one at a time. Uh, I'm hoping, in fact, I have a microphone over here that, that we can send around, and we'll do this like the talk show type thing, You know, where I hope you actually say some things. Because I've been in a lot of forums, in fact, I've done a few forums where I just get up here and talk, and it's sort of a sermon. And that's not what a forum is supposed to be. So I'm the guilty one, so I'm going to try to change that today. Although it's hard to change habits, but we'll, we'll work on it. What do we mean by build up? First thoughts. Yes. You know what, Aaron? We need a second person, don't we? I need a volunteer who's a good microphone person, quick on your feet. Any volunteers? Great. Thanks, Erica. Okay, Barb, would you say what you said again? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Encourage others to uh, draw closer to Christ and be built up.
0: Thank you. I'm going to stop you there. Erica, have a seat anywhere you are because you're going to be moving. I hope. Aaron, would you click on build up? I think that's right Um, I think it is an individual thing It may also be uh, a a corporate type of work But I tend to think of it as an individual type of thing Where you encourage a certain person And that word encourage really means a lot And we'll talk about that in a minute Uh, There were two people who came to uh, mind Actually, it is interesting How when God wants something done He puts things in your path Uh, i heard a sermon uh at church a couple weeks ago i think it was the week before rod called about onisiphorus and i heard something right after he called about barnabas these are the two people who really are mentioned in the bible as being encouragers um in acts 11 22 24 these tidings uh, then tidings of these things came into the ears of the church which was in jerusalem and they sent forth barnabas that he should go as far as antioch and so on he was a good man, full of the Holy Ghost and faith, and much people was added unto the Lord. Uh, Onesiphorus, 2 Timothy 1, 16, 18, the Lord gave uh, mercy unto the house of Onesiphorus, for he oft refreshed me and was not ashamed of my change. And you know who spoke that, that verse? Paul. Paul. Paul, was, Paul had two encouragers. They're both here. Uh, Barnabas was an encourager, Aaron click on Barnabas, uh, Barnabas son of rest, son of consolation, it says in Acts 4 36 through 37, um, he, he, was, he was a real consoler in the sense of he worked with Paul and you know it, it says very little about what he said, there, there aren't a lot of quotations of Barnabas they are the words of Paul throughout the work, but Barnabas was there, and apparently he was a key figure for Paul, and really helped Paul a lot. Uh, there's a lot of other verses, and, and if you're interested, I can share those with you, but, but there are a few place, uh, quite a few places in here where uh, Barnabas does things, and mostly he's actions. He's a support person. Uh, Aaron, there's a, a back to whatever. It's always going to be up there. Aaron hasn't seen this, but You're I've asked him. Pardon me? Oh, on. of course.
2: Uh, it's about Barnabas. Like, I noticed the last verse there, Acts 15. Um, so where uh, Paul and Mark were having a, They disagreed. I guess Paul didn't think Mark was good enough to go out and preach or whatever. And, but Barnabas comes and, you know, he splits this, this long... Relationship. relationship with Paul they'd been out preaching together and he goes with Mark mm-hmm. and so it's like Barnabas was really this guy he he wasn't devoted to any single person but to the church as a whole
0: and and you don't hear about Barnabas after that because because uh, Acts was mostly about Paul and his work and and the church and, and so it went off in, in another direction Onesiphorus just very briefly Aaron if you click on that um uh, here are a couple of verses, he, he, he isn't talked about a whole lot of places, but uh, apparently when Barnabas went his direction, and Paul eventually ended up in Rome as a prisoner, Onesiphorus was one of the, the few people who was there with him, and helped him, and uh, uh, gave him help, and so on. Okay, uh, some of the other comments, and uh, if we had a lot more time, I'd, I'd have you read them all, but it would take several hours, and you don't want it to be here now. Okay, let's go back to uh, build up an ad. And okay, so so there is a way, all through the class that we had uh, right here this uh, morning, a number of people were saying um, things that I'm, I'm thinking, you ought to come to the form, because we were talking about the need for um, uh, encouragement and the need for a, a, a type of uh, relationship uh, that, that, uh, Uh, these people were willing to do, uh, I'm getting ahead of myself, okay let's go back, back to the questions. Uh, In this context who is the body of Christ? Uh, Aaron, if you'll click on that, body of Christ. Um, I think we have a concept of what the body of Christ is, but the Bible says, the Bible says several things. Romans 12, 4 through 6, for we, for as we have uh, many members in one body and all members have not the same office. So we being members Excuse me. So we being many are one body in Christ and everyone members one of another Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. It goes on The other the other references 1st Corinthians 12 12 through 14 and Ephesians 4 11 through 25 are similar but I want you to notice a couple phrases for the body is not one member but many and All of these other works of the ministry edifying the body of Christ the body of Christ has been defined a number of ways along with the concept of church and I'll talk about that in in a minute or two Um, but but the body of Christ don't think it's your church it's a lot bigger than that it is the fellowship of all saints past present future who is the future church we don't know. The person who lives next door to you, who you cannot stand because they do all these other things, you, I think we have to look at those people and assume in our actions that they might be part of the body of Christ. And again, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I really think we have to view all of these creations of God, the people, as potentially the body of Christ, because if they're not, it may be because I turn my back on them. And I think we've got to keep that in mind. Body of Christ is an all-encompassing term in the sense that they are uh, the members of Christ. The, the pieces, parts, in the, in the write-up uh, for the form, it talks about, you know, what do I as the, the head, or not the head, excuse me, the toe, or the uh, hand, or the fingers, or whatever else, body part. You know, what is my role? Um, We are different. There is a great diversity, even among the people sitting right here. Think about the people right here, the ones next to you, even. We are very different from one another, and God uses that difference. Um, If you look at a body, there are, you know, 80 zillion cells, all of which, I don't know that all of which are different, but there's a whole lot of different kinds of them, and they work together to produce. A body and even though my body doesn't look like anybody else's for which you should be thankful uh, the point is we are different and that's part of the way God does things okay um, so the body of Christ uh, let's try to keep in mind that this is this is a a broad broad term okay let's go back okay uh, what is needed to build up a body in the three areas below I thought about this and I don't know how how correct you know if a medical person is here there aren't too many there are a few yes there are oh, yes oh dear okay um i'm not okay but the things that came to my mind were physical intellectual psychosocial and i'm not quite sure what that means but i hear it a lot um, aaron just go ahead and, and click on that you'll see that the page really doesn't say much except that i got to put my picture back up there with with that now now think about this here is here's is jonathan um, Honey, how old was he? He was, uh, that was spring of last year, so he was four months or something like that. Okay, so a little four-month-old turns into a young man who can have his own family, who turns into a a grandfather with, you know, the white hair, well, gray hair, because dad, who is now uh, 80, he was 88 in this picture, he's 89 now, has all white hair. So, okay, there's this obvious progression. How does that happen? What are the, some of the, the requirements? And this is only an analogy, and so it, it has its weaknesses as well as strengths. But what, what has to happen to that little, little guy to be able to turn him into the older stages? Okay, Erica. It would be growth. Growth, how does that happen?
2: Well, it's kind of complex, but I think growth is a process.
0: But It is. Good. Growth.
2: Um, I don't know, just from a biological standpoint, every cell has a responsibility to grow. You know, it's not like his head is telling all the cells to grow. Each cell has its own instructions, like its own Bible, its own plan for how God wants it to develop. And if it doesn't grow and reproduce more cells and, and do what it's supposed to do, then, you know, you, that's, that's the only thing that makes the progression go.
0: I know you're seeing this from a biological standpoint. Um, what directs it all?
2: The instructions.
0: In, okay. See, so the analogy is breaking down here. <laughs> no,
2: no, I don't think it is. Oh, because, you don't. Okay. I
0: mean, well, I'm each thinking, of us okay, has but,
2: instructions. Okay, from our, God the body
0: of Christ has has Christ as the head yeah. who directs all things, and yet you're saying in the analogy He has given us instructions. Uh, not so much. We don't want to say built-in instructions. But that, that sounds very humanistic to me. But at least there are a set of instructions in His Word. Yeah. That, okay. Well,
2: I mean, and the other thing is, I mean, you know, each cell has come with a different, you know, because of the instructions, they've been endowed with a different set of That's interesting. Um, resources, basically. And we each have different gifts. Okay. And okay, different help. spiritual gifts combination with the instructions. Each leads us to our different pathways. Okay.
0: All right. I can I can understand that. Got a couple questions. Um, r- raise your hands again. Okay.
3: Well, uh, in the same way that He's created every cell in our body, He's created us individually in the same manner, mm. with a set of gifts to be used to accomplish His will. Uh, no different than every cell in the body that has to 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 fulfill the the set of uh, things that are created. And, And he gives us those gifts. And then the interesting thing is, is growth occurs through a cell dying. I don't know how you can use that one, but it does occur by a cell dying. We could spend
0: the whole time on just this analogy, and I'm not sure I want to, but, but okay, that's a good point. It's, it's one we'll, I'll, I'll let go as a rhetorical question. Uh, Brother Mark, was it you who had your hand up? Somebody, I thought somebody had their hand up? Okay, yes, pick.
1: In The bottom line with the cells, none of them will grow if they're not nourished.
0: So there are, physical, there are definite physical issues in the sense of feeding this body and feeding it the right stuff. Um, And those, we we can draw an analogy, I think, uh, and many of us have heard that type of thing before, where indeed, we need the the nourishment to go in. Uh, Intellectual, we have have, um, examples of, uh, what's that book, Uh, A Child Called It. Um, There was a child who was found uh, out someplace in a wild area who was, I don't know how old, some of you know what I'm talking about help me out here Um, who who uh, did not have any human contact for what eight years or some something like that over that period of time where so many of the human instructions um, are are passed from uh, adults to children and uh, this this little person did not did not survive It, it wasn't a matter of just physical issues there were other issues as well uh, and, and it's just an analogy. We can go on with this, but I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna ask Aaron to go back. Okay. Um, the, I'm, I'm down here at B. Relate these terms to the process of building up the body. Encourage, edify, sustain, repair, grow, secure, hold fast, make bold, harden, strengthen, comfort. The actual. The list goes on. I got these from the definition, um, from my Strong's concordance. Uh, in the Bible, I looked up the word that is used for encourage in a couple of the, the references, and I looked at that word as to what it, what it was translated as in the uh, authorized version of the Bible. And this is a list of these, these words. There, there were a couple of others, I think, but that was the most of them. Look at those words. I mean, they're really cool. Encourage. Edify. You know, we think of build up, to build up. To sustain. Keep something going. To repair implies damage that can be repaired. Grow, we talked about grow, and I think that was an important concept that I kind of passed over. I didn't mean to, but as opposed to being stagnant, you know. Okay. It, Jonathan was cute at that age, but he's a lot cuter now, a year and a half. Um, okay, and, and so on. You can go through that. What are some of the methods that the Bible talks about for building up and Uh, That is what Hebrews 3 12 through 24 and 10 23 through 26 is about want to go there This is kind of small print because there's kind of a lot here But this is a couple of examples and I'm sure there are more but these are a couple of examples that I found about Actually that I was given Uh, I will tell you that um, uh, Someone was talking about this exact topic um, And I wrote down some things and these are the things that I could remember Um, and i went back and i looked at them and i thought you know god puts you in certain places at certain times because he wants you there and uh, this was after the phone call with rod you know and trying to get out of it and whatnot and then god says no i've got i've got things you can you can share with people in hebrews 3 in verses 12 through 14 it says take heed brethren lest there be any of you uh, uh, in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living god but exhort one another daily while it is called today Lest any of you be hardened Through the deceitfulness of sin For we are made partakers Of Christ if we hold the beginning Of our confidence steadfast Unto the end That implies a couple things that I want to point out There are people who don't Don't think Paul wrote The New Testament uh, Excuse me, the Hebrews, Hebrews In the New Testament um, and, and yet I do But I'm not a scholar uh, some people believe it might have been Barnabas, and and it would seem like maybe that it would make sense that the two of them working together uh, would write this book to the Hebrews. Do you know who the Hebrews were? That he wrote to. Were they the Hebrews in Israel? No. Where were they? I believe it implies Rome, or it says Rome. They were the underground church. They were being persecuted. They had to. They had to basically be. Uh, a, a non-public, you know, they didn't want to draw attention to themselves, and yet they were growing. They grew and grew, uh, and part of that might have been that they really needed to, to identify what they believed and, and what they stood for, um, and that was catchy. How did people do church at that time? We do church, we come together on Sunday morning, we have Bible class, we have, um, we have uh, a service, uh, preaching service we have uh, lunch together most of us uh, a lot of us stand in the foyer and talk and the rest of us go in To I mentioned that not to be sarcastic. I think that's a key issue uh, I, I Work in the sound room and so frequently in the afternoon uh, noon for the afternoon service I'll be sitting in the fo- uh, I'll be sitting in the sound room Which is right next to the foyer it has a window into the sanctuary. I can barely hear what goes on In the sanctuary for a while you know why we want to talk to each other think about that I'm gonna let that sit for a while I'll come back Um, is that what they did not too much Um, there are other places in the world where where you'll see what they did in fact um, I don't know if I had one up there or not but in the early church in Acts uh, they would in fact get together in the temple but then they would go from home to home uh, eating their bread together and so on They did a lot of personal stuff, and you know what? They walked because they didn't have cars. I think sometimes the car is just a too bad thing. If we were close to each other, I mean, think about your church, your church group of people, how far apart do you live? Can you just walk next door and talk to somebody from your church? Maybe a couple of you can, but the majority of us can't. Um, Nearest uh, person for us, other than a relative, is some about 12 minutes, 10, 10 minutes. And that's about, about, about right, maybe. There might be somebody closer. Uh, most of us are spread out. Uh, the early church was a very close-knit group. Aaron? Um, well,
2: like if you think back when they didn't have cars, oh. it, still might, it still might take 10 minutes to get to the nearest Christian's house by walking. <laughs>
0: that's true. And so so we don't have to blame the car. Sorry, I
2: don't know that the blame is in the car. It's mm-hmm. just...
0: I, I know. I thought about that, too. Uh, we, we really can't blame the car but, but we still uh, our lifestyle or something um, it's a problem the problem of the believers believers with an evil unbelieving heart um, uh, lest any of you uh, how to say lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief did people not believe back at that time in uh, verses uh, 8 through 11 of Hebrews 3 it talks about um, the uh, Israelites at a particular time, and I forgot which. Um, oh, oh, oh! It was sim- simply talking about uh, the wandering. These, these Israelite people had just been brought out of Egypt. And uh, miraculous things that happened they saw this body of water separate and they a lot of these people walked across this dry land and then when the egyptian army came across the waters came back in and and shortly after they were complaining i mean they were slaves they were they were raised to be slaves Um, and all of a sudden now they were free and they didn't know how to deal with that and instead of looking to god they doubted they doubted a lot of things Um, also they were at times unresponsive. Are we unresponsive? In Mark, uh, chapter 6, verses 51-52, this is shortly after the feeding of the 5,000 with a couple fish and some loaves of bread. Jesus uh, blessed and, and broke and passed out these, this food, and they gathered 12 baskets of leftovers from a couple fish, and and, he can, and, these, and these disciples were part of that. And right away afterwards, they got into a boat. There was a wind. Uh, Jesus came to them, and he went up into the ship. This is after he walked to them across it. And the wind ceased, and they were sore, amazed in themselves beyond measure, and wondered. Why? I mean, it's easy for us to sit back because we know the end of the story. Um, And we can say, they just saw these miracles. Why didn't they just believe? Do we become unresponsive, too? When, when we see something happening and we say, well, it's just a coincidence, or it's because of some other thing, and we, we, we tend not to say it's you know the work of God. So what is our priority of encouraging one another? The biblical meaning of encouragement, I think, is to help one another with our commitments to God. I think that's a key issue. Those of us who are Christians have made a commitment to Jesus Christ Are we keeping that commitment um, The measure of the commitment uh, Excuse me The measure of my encouragement to other believers Up here it says But exhort one another daily While it is called today When is it today Now right? What was it yesterday We called that Today. What are we gonna call Tuesday on Tuesday? Today. Every day you live is today. So when does that obligation stop? When it's not today anymore. And that would be when? What was that? Flatline? That's what I thought. My first impression was when I die. I think that's correct. Because when I die, I go into a time, it's this thing above and beyond time, this eternity. So until that happens, exhort one another daily. Okay, and the manner of the encouragement to take place, um, I, need, I need an actor or actress. Oh, I need them quick, somebody, somebody who can give me a little mood impression if I want it. Who can do that? Come on. Okay, good. Done. Thank you. I want you to stand right here. Aim that way. I want you to feel discouraged, down, really bad. I want you to very slowly walk across. If I see my brother discouraged, I've got to take him by the arm. I've got to turn him around and I've got to say I've, I've either, well, there's a number of things. I don't know what to say at this point. It depends on what the, what the problem is. Cheer up, brother. I feel
2: better already. Okay. Oh, good.
0: <laughs> but but I, I've got to come beside him. I've got to, I've got to take him. And, and in some cases, it may be, you know, I was in that exact same situation. That may not always be true. Or um, it might be, brother, is there a way I can help? Uh, but I've got to come alongside him. In some cases, I may need to turn him right around. Thank you very much. Uh, your acting career is going to do a lot better than mine. <laughs> anyway, um, I think, in fact, the word spirit um, isn't there a, a, a word paraclete in, would well, that be Greek, uh, that means to come alongside? Uh, that is what the Holy Spirit does for us, He comes alongside one of our problems and i'm going to go back let me see aaron could you scroll down there's actually a little bit more in here yeah um hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering for he is faithful to promise let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more, as ye see the day approaching, for if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins. I think what this is saying, at least, what after having read through this uh, 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 encouragement and all, um, the assembling of ourselves together says an important thing to me. But I've always interpreted it as the church. Sunday morning, let's all get together. Don't, don't forsake that. And I think that's fine. But I don't think it stops there. When the early church did their thing, they were in each other's homes. They were breaking bread together. They uh, Actually, I think it also says uh, something to the effect that they were uh, f- held in favor among all the city or something like that. I don't have that verse right Uh, up here. I venture to say that most of us depend on the big assembly of our church together. And we think, well, that's pretty much it. I want to tell you something. And you can take as much of this as as you're willing. In Norton, we began something, uh, January. We began to meet Around a, a very specific set of documents that were produced by our brothers, a couple of brothers, a lot of people actually, but edited by a couple of brothers. And we are meeting in small groups, sometimes at church, sometimes in homes. I'm in a group with four other, excuse me, three others, there are four of us total. You know, I feel closer to those three other brothers than maybe anybody else in church other than my relatives, my, my own family. Just being with them, we're only meeting twice a month, which I wish we were meeting more, I wish we would do it every week, but we don't want to, we're doing it at the same time as one of our, our midweek services, so we, we're alternating. I want to tell you something. When you get together with a small group of people, and I don't mean 12, I mean 5 or so. Those people begin to share. You begin to know. One of the things we do, we, we study our lessons, we share what we've done through the last couple weeks, and then we pray together. We have a prayer meeting, 10 minutes, 15 minutes sometimes. first one took a half an hour, because we just, you know, I said, well, you know, we could, we could pray about this next, next time too, but, but there were too many things that we wanted to share. And, you know, I know some things about those brothers that I don't know about anybody else. Because if I only see you on Sunday, or even on Wednesday evening, Or maybe the few other special functions. I don't really know you. I don't know what your problems are. Maybe you don't want me to. And so you're safe. But I can't help you either. I don't just mean me, I mean any of us. Every Christian needs ongoing encouragement. We always do. Uh, Helping uh, one another keep our commitments to God is the goal of encouragement. I've made some commitments so have you, I know that. Because they were the same kind of commitments that I made. And if I see my brother, my sister, um, and they're not doing well with those commitments, that's kind of them saying, you know, throwing up the red flag, saying, I need help. We don't do that, do we? We, don't, we, we generally don't say, I need help. Um, it's not very good because that would show my weakness. And I don't want to appear weak. I mean, nobody else is, so something's wrong with me. Um, One of the things you can do is find a small group to be a part of. If there aren't any in your church, start one. Okay, uh, take that with a grain of salt. Some of you will say, well, I'm not sure. My elder may not want me to do that. Well, then talk to him and ask. The early church did this. If we are a biblically based uh, uh, church, I think we better th- think about doing what the church did. Come in.
2: Is biological. our biological body, um, each cell is is intimately in contact, well most cells are, the vast majority are intimately in contact with the ones that are right around them. It. It, it's immediate neighbors. And um, what they're finding out is that um, there's a lot of communication that goes on in between these two cells that are just touching, basically. And without that, the cells do function properly. And, um, and, and it's true in our body, and Ephesians even, even brings that, that, up uh, that whole concept. So it's, I just,
0: it's really important. Okay. I, I think there is a place where uh, a, a certain percentage of us do have that close, that close uh, contact, uh, but it's uh, our spouse. Um, I encourage, my wife I try, (laughs) Uh, and she certainly encourages uh, me, but what about, you know, sometimes I think, well, maybe she wouldn't understand some of the things I I do at work, or, um, you know, it's a male thing. Maybe I need uh, these guys that I I work with, Uh, not work with, but my my small group. Um, There are some things that we can talk about that... um, (coughs) But it isn't true that I would not talk to my wife about them but I wouldn't talk in a mixed group with them uh, so I really, I really have grown to be very very close to this small group of mine uh, I really appreciate God's putting these other three brothers in my life okay Aaron let's go back scroll up and, and go back if you would uh, I want to talk about some practical things and that is uh, what are some specific deeds don't go there yet uh, which may be encountered in our fellowship, neighborhood, sphere of influence. What do you think? Do you, have, do you have any ideas of what specific things you can do to come alongside your brother, your sister, or, you, or I'm gonna say this to your potential brother or sister and uh, help? Now this is the 101 things, and there's a zillion of them. I have a list, but I don't wanna go there yet. What are some things that you have done? Let me ask you this what are some things that you have done to encourage a brother or sister now raise your hand and I you know we want to record this for the whoever hears the tape <laughs> Okay, good. Um, Okay, yeah, I will. Okay, I I know we're having some trouble, and and uh, Brother Phillips taking care of that, I think, or will in a minute. Uh, To pray with a person, ask if you can pray with them, but but not necessarily. I don't want to say pry. What's a better word? Uh, Let's not demand that we know every detail until they're comfortable with sharing that. If there's if there is some issue, some problem, we can we can help pray for. Let's do. That's an important thing. You know, a lot of people, even who are not from church or don't have the church background, if you say, well, a few people will just say, well, you know, go away. But but many people in a problem situation will say, um, you know, I really appreciate that. You know, if, if you're willing to pray. We occasionally, uh, when we have our prayer meetings in, in church, somebody will come and they'll say, so-and-so at work, you know, they don't go to church, but, but uh, they're having trouble with, you know, uh, an illness or something, or an accident, and uh, they've asked that we pray. I-, I said we could pray as a church, and they said, "Well, they really appreciate that." That's a, that's a that's a important thing. I think. What other what other things have you done to help, to encourage? Um, Erica, Mark, over here. It's got to make it more challenging now, Erica. Court <laughs> right there. Uh,
2: look for something nice to say. And, and that sounds trite, but really consciously
0: go into an interaction thinking, I wanna, I wanna build this person up, I wanna encourage
3: them, or I want to compliment them so that they feel good about
0: themselves. There's an important difference between flattery and compliment, and I'm glad you used that word. Um, and I think that can do a world of difference. Uh, I've, as a teacher, uh, there are times where just saying a little thing to somebody and they will say how important that was later. I've had students come back years later after they leave my class, and they'll say, you know, you were the only teacher who said I could probably get through this. Uh, because most of my teachers told me that I was a dummy. And a, but, but just a kind word. Excellent. Over here.
2: You mentioned that there's a difference between, I think, flattery and the other thing. There's also, on the other end, there's a difference between pity and sympathy. Um, many people won't feel comfortable if you're just too pitiful and you, like, that, that's part of being encouraging, maybe not, not making them feel completely down, but seeing the, the, the good side of it while still not ignoring the bad part of it either.
0: So. Okay, excellent thought. I like the idea of coming alongside someone because that implies you're on their level. You're not looking down at them saying, oh, you are such a sad creature, I will pray for you. But, you know, but instead, being there and saying, I mean, I've, I've been in that situation, I'll be glad to pray for you. Erica a real challenge with the cord back here you can't go that way
1: I think sometimes listening is just really important
0: listening Some
2: people don't want advice right away and you can follow up later but you sometimes they just need to
0: you know just talk okay good thank you listening is an important thing Erica I think you're gonna have to come across this way and go back
4: I would like to encourage everyone to use the word love more with each other. I think, like in a marriage relationship, you can't assume that the person knows that, and we can't assume that our brother and sister knows that. We have to actually say it, and at first it might feel awkward, but I found that the more you say it, the more people respond, and, and they'll, they'll say it back, and you both go away feeling
3: encouraged.
0: Excellent. Thank you.
3: Other? Often, uh, our own characteristics come through in the way we approach others. And that's what we have to uh, We have to evaluate ourselves, first of all, in prayer with God to find out in what way we can be of use and how he can use us to encourage others. But yeah. be very careful because our uh, own characteristics characteristics can actually invade the way that we do that in such detriment that that we just Okay, a preacher. What's his first characteristic? He's going to preach to somebody. That's not necessarily what God wanted you to do when you talk to that person. You have to understand how God wants to use you before you can even do that.
0: Okay, good, good. Uh, I'm gonna. I, I think there are more. I'm gonna do something. I want to um, take a quick look at specific needs that I have up here. I found this list. Actually, I think my wife found this list some years ago. Go ahead and click on that, Aaron. Uh, look at some of these things. They're, they're real. Some are real simple, and some are real deep and involving. Uh, sending a card. These are the sim- some of the simple. Sending a card, providing transportation, caring for a child, preparing food, contributing financial help, and so on. Take a look down this list. Some of these are a lot harder. Discipling, that might take, that might take years. Uh, and, and so there's, there's a whole range of things. And okay, sewing, uh, obviously that's not something you want me to, to help you with. But we, we have our talents. We have our own strengths and weaknesses. Uh, And so where do we fit? What are some of the things that we can do here to help? I'm sure that every person, as you read through that list, you can can find a half a dozen at least of those things that you could do for somebody. Don't try to do them all. Don't try to do them all. Don't try to do all 101 things. But pick a couple and say, you know, there is somebody in our church who, who faithfully sends a birthday card. And I think that is pretty neat, because some years it's the only one I get. <laughs> but that's really nice to do that. Okay, let's go back here. And, uh, you know, I, I skipped over something, and I'm going to hit it real quick. It's the word encourage. If you ever look into Strong's Concordance, you'll see uh, uh, the places where it occurs, the Old Testament and New Testament, and so on. Um, and there were so these same kinds of things, standing uh, beside somebody to strengthen, to encourage, to strengthen, uh, and, and so on. Um, uh, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient toward all men. Uh, encouragement takes a lot of different forms. There's, there's more examples, but I wanna go back to the question because as we wind down, um, I want to ask, Uh, this question, number six, is it necessary to experience something to help someone going through the same ordeal? You can go to that next page, it's terribly simple. It says yes or no. What do you uh, think?
1: I think it's yes and no.
2: (laughs) So do I. I (laughs) I think,
1: um, no, you don't have to go through every specific detail, obviously. But I think as human beings we do share a lot of basic Kinds of you may say principles or something like that we all feel we all need to eat we all you know we share a lot of things in common and if you keep it on more the principle level yes I think we do go through a lot of the similar ordeals you know we all um, unfortunately need revival you know we all separate from God different times and if you think of it in a more general form I think yes but otherwise no and we don't want to experience everything that everybody does. Absolutely. I
0: I was going, the way I was going to answer that is is if somebody said yes, I was going to say no. And if somebody said no, I was going to say yes, because I agree with you. Um, I will share one experience that I had in church several years ago. Uh, A girl came up to us, um, to me, uh, to me first, and said, um, I believe it was that she was babysitting some children whose parents were alcoholics and they were in an abusive situation, what in the world should she do? I'm not sure. Because I've never been in that situation and I've never had to deal with it. And at that time, I, I was kind of looking around thinking, I need help here. And I saw a sister in our church, quiet person, who... Is I uh, forget the phrase uh, recovering alcoholic. I think that's the phrase that that they use in Alcoholics Anonymous. You know, weren't a former. You know, you're recovering because there's always that constant recovery. Uh, she is our sister, and I thought I, I answered. I don't know, but I know somebody who does, and I took her to the sister and I said very briefly said the same thing. You know that, I told to you that, what her situation was. And she said, okay, I'll help. God has provided somebody in my church who can deal with that and deal well because it is her own experience. She has gone through those things. Um, there are times where the answer is yes. But... There are times where the answer is no. We can still help. We can, we can understand the principles involved. There might be training that you can go through to help somebody with that kind of situation or other, other kinds of situations. So it is yes and no. Aaron, why don't you go back? Um, comment? Okay. Okay. Uh, how can you help in your setting? Who has got put in your life and how can you minister to their needs? That's kind of a, a repeat, I think, of question five, and I'm not quite sure why I put it in there, uh, unless it's to ask for uh, other things that are on your mind right now that you want to share. About how, you know, is there something that you feel a need to share that is a way to encourage somebody, a way to build up, to edify, to repair, to sustain, to secure, to hold fast, to make bold, make bold. That's an interesting thing we didn't talk about. Brother, you have a talent. As, as you know, God has given you a certain thing. Why aren't you using it? That's an encouragement, too. Okay, Uh, other comments?
4: Back at home, I was challenged by four young men who said they wanted to read the Bible through within a year. Mm -hmm. And we decided that while the uh, rest of the um, Wednesday evening Bible studies were going through the same kind of study that your group is uh, on a bigger basis that I would meet with those four young men, ages 8 through 12, and what i found is that in addition to bridging a generation gap, two generation gaps, um, it, it has also stimulated me to want to re- reread again. Uh, we hold each other accountable because I know that I'm supposed to answer their questions that they ask, and they know that I'm going to ask them questions. And uh, it has just been just been a, a wonderful experience for all of us uh, and and uh, it was something that was not really planned it 's something that they brought to me i didn 't bring it to them and uh, I just thank God for it we 're halfway through plus
0: that 's great that 's great and, and you know that kind I, I that would qualify as one of these small groups. It might be a neighborhood group if if you have a few other christians in your from your church in your neighborhood um, uh, or, or by neighborhood, I guess I'm saying, you know, large enough uh, space, but still small enough where you can drive very quickly to, to each other's house. Uh, even if it's just over uh, a piece of pie and, and coffee or something, uh, just to, to share some time together to really become more familiar with your brother and your sister for the sake of, of, of helping when you can. Um, in conclusion... When when I went through all this, there were three things that came out to me personally, and I'm sharing my conclusion, and I hope you have some conclusions of whatever sort. To be an encouragement, you must be Bible-centered. I need to do what Jesus wants me to do, for he uses me as his hands, his feet, his voice, his heart to the people he brings into my life. But it's got to be based on him, or it's a social club or something like that. It's got to be Bible-centered. Two, to be an encouragement, you must be vulnerable. We use that word in our uh, class right here uh, uh, this um, morning. Brother Tony uh, used that word a number of times, and I thought, yeah,
2: that's,
0: that's exactly how I felt too. In order for me to come next to Don when he was up here, I've got to, to get close to him. But you know what? If I'm gonna share a feeling about, you know, I've been there too, and some people will say, "You, you did, you did, you were in the same situation." Yeah. Um, the closest people that we come to know us the very best and can hurt us the most if they wanted to, but we trust them, and so there's that close relationship based on trust. But it makes us vulnerable. And third, to be an encouragement, you must be willing to give and take. I know that there are times, in, in our relationship, there are times I need her encouragement, and I hope that I'm there when she needs encouragement too. Um, we Maybe maybe most couples, I don't know, do you go through a, a time where you just take each other for granted after a while? It'll be 35 years. I got that right, didn't I? 35 years in uh, two weeks. And, um, and, and that relationship should not just, each of us needs each other, <coughs> I found a song. In fact, we sang it Wednesday in church. Uh, we have a... Uh, it's called the Celebration Hymnal. Uh, and Aaron, if you'll click on it, take a look at these words. They are excellent words. I hope you've heard this. If you haven't, come to Norton. We'll pick it. You can, we can sing it then. <clears throat> Brother, sister, let me serve you. Let me be as Christ to you. Pray that I may have the grace to let you be my servant too. We are pilgrims on a journey. We're together on this road. We are here to help each other walk the mile and bear the load. I will hold the Christ light for you in the nighttime of your fear. I will hold my hand out to you. Speak the peace you long to hear. I will weep when you are weeping. When you laugh, I'll laugh with you. I will share your joy and sorrow till we've seen this journey through. When we sing to God in heaven, we shall find such harmony, born of all we've known together, of Christ's love and agony. Brother, sister, let me serve you. Let me be as Christ to you pray that I may have the grace to let you be my servant too. Christ was a servant because he gave himself for us. Are we Christians? Then we are servants too. And sometimes we serve and sometimes we are served. I hope you go and put some of those things to practice. You can do it here. You can't. You can do it when you get back home. Thank you.